Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron and I will be the bear today. And that leaves Nigel with all the bull. Hey, we are in a bear market rally. Okay. Now it may be ending <laughs> like right now, but we were in a bear market rally. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, and it could be, you know. Um, so one of the indicators that you're entering a recession is, is, is how often you hear the word recession. Okay. I haven't heard it that much. Have you? Oh, have you not? Have you not looked at the news lately? Well, I don't watch the news. Well, of course, I talk not. to people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so all of the major banks out there: Citigroup, um, Morgan Stanley, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. All of the banks are in a line now. Oh. Remember last month or so, some of them were saying, "Well, I think we still have some room to run," and this and that, and but now all all of them are saying. Yeah, we're looking at the horizon and seeing at least a 24%, uh, you know, downturn in the markets. More or in total? More. Oh, that's fantastic. From this point. That'll put us like 40% down in total. Yeah. The, the NASDAQ would no. be like 50%, but <laughs> the NASDAQ's just really selling off. Yeah. Um, so, so th- you know, they're all starting to get into a, an alignment, and they're all talking about recession at the same time, the recessionary mm-hmm. pressures ahead and, and this and that, right? So yeah, the the outlook is not is not gold, but we should talk about gold. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> All right, because right about the time gold splits from the um, S <laughs> and P from the S and P, right? Uh, so it it usually just tracks the S and P, meaning that the S and P goes up, gold goes up. The S and P goes down, gold goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to see signs of split, and over the last couple of days, we're seeing some real signs of split. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm looking at a chart here where I'm seeing some really heavy uh, manipulation. All right. Uh, so I don't know. It, it might still be there. But if you if you pull up a chart and look at the candlesticks, you'll see that we just have some massive wicks in these candles. Yeah. That generally happens when you've got weakness in um, either either a lot of bullishness or a lot of weakness in one asset. All right. And so the price is undeterminate as to where it's going to go. And it could just change on the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. And that's when the high frequency traders have a hard time trying to figure out where those price levels are. And so you start seeing these massive wicks both up and down. And, and wicks just means the price movement. It moved very fast, very quickly, in a but very then short ended up in time. the same place. Right. Yeah. So it, it'll, you know, it'll drop, uh, I don't know, $5. Um, and sell off at one point, and then the next second it's back up five five dollars. Yeah. You know, and so you're looking at at a change of about two or three percent in the matter of seconds. Yeah, and then seconds later it's recovered. And you're like, well, yeah, what happened? And then and then you know, ten twenty minutes later it does the exact same thing, and that's showing weakness in that particular asset, and that's what we're seeing in gold right now: weakness where it's an indeterminate future. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, that's not happening in the S&P 500, not no. an indeterminate future. And so that weakness might present itself, and that's where the split comes. When you see that split, that's when you need to hold your butts because we're going for a slide. Yeah. Well, in the S&P, but for gold, we right. may potentially no, be, no, going, for be going, <laughs> going for a climb. Yeah. So everything's indeterminate right now. And it might be because of what's ha- you know what these uh, banks are saying. Yeah. Or it could be that there's some reality to it. Well, and I, I want to make it very clear. We're not telling people to go out and hoard gold and bury it in your backyard. Okay. No. That's not what we're saying. In fact, typically <laughs> at this time of year, we would say there's a Santa Claus rally. Get ready for the Santa Claus rally. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, in, maybe in gold. But well, you know, we tip. We've had a Santa Claus rally for every year of the last what thirteen years. Yeah. And thirteen years ago was the two thousand eight thing. So well, yeah, and and some of them have come really late. There was a Santa Claus <laughs> rally in two thousand eighteen that started the twenty sixth of December, right? And it rallied fast. It did. It yeah. rallied eight percent. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so. there's there's definitely um, <laughs> we can't say, hey, December first, it's going up. Yeah, we don't know that. So most of the time, it does rally, but there are those odd years like two thousand eight mm-hmm. where it does nothing but just streak down. Yeah, and it's not a Santa Claus rally. That's a Grinch slide or something. I yeah, Grinch slide. Yeah, <laughs> I you know I I wouldn't be surprised if that happened this year because we've had so much um, bad news and bearishness, and we're gonna find out what the Black Friday well, sales did come pretty soon. Yeah, but even the good news is bad news this year. Even the good news is bad. What good news? Okay, is bad so news? so yeah, let, let's talk about that. So we got the report right. Uh, the report for, um, uh, for instance, the report for jobs. jobs. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's more jobs out there than they expected, which yeah. sounds good, but you're right, is actually negative. <laughs> right. Not good. Now, why would it be negative news? Well, because Jerome Powell wants less jobs out there, more unemployment, so inflation calms down. That's right. Having more jobs out there and less unemployment means more inflation, which is the exact opposite <laughs> of what he's trying to do. Which means that the chances that he's going to pull back on the rate hikes is has slim. just slimmed down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the PMI, which is the Purchasing Managers Index, came in below expectations. And the Purchasing Managers Index is the amount of, um, what is it, manufacturers in Chicago, mm-hmm. the, the amount of things they're manufacturing has dropped. Right. Meaning that they're ordering less. Mm-hmm. Um, or that they're getting fewer orders. Yes. This is kind of a precursor to what's going to happen in the stores. Because if you know people are ordering less, it means that people are also purchasing less. Mm-hmm. Um, or they expect people to purchase less. And therefore, they're just going to let it eat from their, uh, from their warehouse. Yeah. Right? And so they're going to manufacture less because they don't want to be holding a whole bunch of inventory. Yeah. Uh, and so when you're looking at the PMI, it's an expectation as to what's going to happen in the overall economy soon. So it was already, you know, the expectations were already low. It came in lower than expected. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of bad news. Yes, it is. But every other report actually showed some good news, except the real real estate. Real estate is just That bad, also bad, bad. slid a little bit too, yeah. Yeah, that's not good at all. Okay. Um, now, the thing is, is that, that the what we can count on is the federal reserve continuing their pace. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, is does that matter anymore? All right. Um, the expectation for that has been built in a little bit. And what we're seeing is, is that, is that uh, we're not seeing as big a, re- a reaction to what the federal reserve does as what, as, as we have in the past. Yeah. As we used to. Now, I personally think that this is a mistake, but you know, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think some of the, the biggest catali- catalysts we'll see yeah. in the market is definitely when Jerome Powell starts talking about continuing rate hikes into 2023 or 2024. Well, he's already talked about that. Well, 2023, you know. but not 2024. Yeah. In, in, in fact, um, I was thinking that I was alone in this for a long time, but maybe I should read this. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I should read this because... Uh, here in, um, where where is it? Okay. I want to read this. This is from a federal reserve. He's not a current chairman. 
but he used to be one of the seats, okay? And he gave some remarks today. It's Jeremy Stein, not today, last week. Jeremy Stein, former Fed governor. And, uh, and this is what he said. He had five points, and I just want to read a synopsis of the five points, all right? Number one, inflation is a very serious problem. Given where it is now and the very real risk of it getting embedded into expectations and becoming something of a self-fulfilling problem, I think the Fed... The Fed's only option for now is to continue to make inflation the number one uh, policy priority, indicating that he expects them to continue raising rates to mm-hmm. tell he, they absolutely know this is crushed. And one or two months is not a knowing that this is crushed. Yeah. All right. We've been through a decade of inflation back in the 70s because they kept backing off early. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two. If we're going to make an argument for stopping or slowing down, the more compelling one is is lags, lags in process. There's a lot of tightening already, potentially, in the pipeline. We don't know how much, but we know it's going to take some time to show up. At some point, that might be a reason to pause. What he's saying here is, look, there's a lot of tightening already. This is going to really hamper our economy going forward. We know it's coming. All right, the slowdown hasn't happened yet. This is a lagging process, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. At some point, it might get deep enough for us to consider pausing. Or And when he says pausing, he doesn't say reversing. He says pausing. Yeah, keeping them at a high rate. Right. Okay, number three. I've been very surprised how orderly this has been, meaning that the you know drop in, in uh, the stock market, how orderly that's been. He, mm-hmm. he expected something more of a just a crushing drop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I do worry, worry there's another leg to go in some of these things. We know if you put a lot of pressure in the pipe, something's going to crack somewhere, but it's always not where you expect and not what cracked the last time. So far, this has all been the easy part of it. Not a drop of blood has yet been spilt. Hmm. Yet been spilt. And we're down close to 18, 20% in the S&P. Mm-hmm. Yikes. All right. Number four, treasuries are an area of concern. I continue to be worried about the open-ended bond fund complex. We saw real serious tremors there in March of 2020, big outflows, big liquidations by these funds. Basically, they were balled out by the Fed coming up with these credit facilities, which had a very powerful effect. Bailed out. I'm sorry, not balled out, bailed out. <laughs> if I could just read. Where's my glasses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They were bailed out. He's saying that that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. No, right. and I, I agree. They, Jerome Powell has been very, very... Uh, um, accommodating. Yeah, accommodating. And he has also said, hey, we're not doing this anymore because yeah. this well, is how we got here. And in fact, that's, that's the number five here. Oh, hey. Here's the ne- next quote. I think some of the tools that we've had before, some of the most dramatic tools like credit facilities... Will not won't be there, even though some market participants may be assuming if things start getting hairy in that space again, I don't think that we can assume the Fed can ride into the rescue this time. All right, mm-hmm. meaning, and he was talking specifically about uh, corporate bonds in the spring of 2020 via special purpose vehicle, backed by Treasury and funded uh, mm-hmm. notes in the CARES Act. He said it's probably not going to happen again. Yeah, don't expect it. Okay, uh, two more really fast. In a world where the problem is insufficient demand, the Fed can always step in and try to do uh, try to do more to reassure the markets. 
there can always be a Fed put in a demand shortage world. In an inflation world, you can't you really can't do that much of it because it trips over your monetary policy objective so much. Mm-hmm. All right? So as long as we have inflation, no Fed put. Which is the printing of money. Right. That's the Fed dropping rates and printing money, mm-hmm. which has been what's goosing, been goosing the economy for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay, seven. One of the things I worry about is, has the market fully understood that the Fed is just going to be much more limited. Even with the treasury market, but certainly more with credit, I worry that when things start to get a little shaky, once we start having defaults, it's not only going to be the direct effect of defaults, it's going to be the realization that the Fed put is no longer there. And that and that would be another potential shoe that can drop. He is still expecting uh, the markets to take a dive. Yeah, and and that's what um, I would say individual investors are saying, yeah. but some some larger financial planning well, of course they places, don't want it to dry. Yeah, <laughs> are trying to tell you the right. opposite. Now here's the thing: I don't want to scare anybody. Okay, and you don't have to be scared. There's never ever anything in the market that should be scary. There's never a bad time to trade. There's never a bad time to trade. There's never a bad time to to invest. There's bad things to trade. And there's bad ways to invest. Yes. But there's, you, you just, you know, knowledge conquers all. I think that's, that's exactly. the key, okay? If you want some of that knowledge, we've got classes. We've got a free class. You can call in and, and get into a free class, or you can call in and get into an intensive three-day class if you know that you need to start taking uh, control of your finances through trading and investing on your own instead of letting somebody else lose money for you because mm-hmm. they are going to just do whatever they've done. So if you're not happy with the way things have gone over the last nine months, well, then you might not want to keep doing what you're doing. You mean 11 months. 11 months? That's bad. Yeah. It's- All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we've got a three-day a three day intensive trading and investing class, typically $299. It can be yours. You can attend this class for just $99 on this special if you call into the radio now. Okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have taken the class. I haven't heard negative comments about it yet. It's a beautiful class. In fact, Nigel took the class and look where he is now. All right. <laughs> All right. If you want that, just give us a call. The number is 8448-TRADER. That's 8448-872337. Just tell them you want the $99 class or text 25029. That's 25029 and the subject line dollar sign 99. It's all the time we have uh, until after the break. So we'll see you after the commercial. 